Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Man to Man. This is the best NBA podcast out right now where we bring NBA entertainment straight to your ears. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoopstar Nash. Mr. Hoopstar Nash, we are officially coming at you live. We're super excited to start recording our episodes live on YouTube every Sunday night. So please subscribe to our YouTube page and tune in every week. We'd like to chat with you guys also, so feel free to interact with us at any time in the comments below. But with that, let's get after it. Yes, sir. Um, Liam, we, you know, All-Star break was last weekend. So this week, our first games we saw were played on Thursday night. Um, We didn't have too much going on this week as all the teams are sort of getting settled back into their original groove after taking in, what, about 10 days off, right? Right, right. but we do have a couple of exciting things to talk about. We got D Wade's retirement. Um, we got Ice Trey Young putting up his first fifty burger of his career, and uh, and then we're gonna talk about Kyrie's shoulder injury, season-ending injury, going out, and we'll go into some uh, some other things forward. But uh, Liam, without further ado, let's get after it, brother. What you got? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's uh, let's start off. You know, let's start off with D Wade. You know, he gets his jersey retired in in Miami, which is cool to see. Um, so a little background on Dwayne Wade himself, 16 seasons in the NBA. So that's, um, I mean, that's kind of a lot. He's pushing that 20 year mark, you know, um, 14 years with the heat. Um, the other teams he played in, uh, Chicago and what was the other team he played in Chicago and somewhere else, but it doesn't matter. Um, I don't even remember what it was. All I remember is Chicago. Right. Um, but he went back to the heat. No, no, they're not playing. Anyways, go ahead. Right. <laughs> right. NBA entertainment, straight to ears. Exactly, exactly. Uh, fifth round pick in 2003, 12-time um, All-Star. So four, 14 years, 12 of those years, he's an All-Star. So that's right. That's huge for him. Um, and three-time champion. Um, we probably all know that he got both the – well, two of the three with, you know, Mr – LeBron James, Mr. LeBron baby. James, baby. But LBJ, baby, throw him up, throw yes, him up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But don't forget, he did get one by himself. Um, hey, sort of. I mean, yeah, he had Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> over there. All right. Yeah, that was back in 2006. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. it was just a cool ceremony. Um, if you hadn't watched it yet, you should definitely, you know, take a peek at it because it was just, it was cool. Um, anytime any player gets recognized of that stature, um, getting his number retired anywhere is really cool. Um, and then he got kind of, you know, close with his feelings and started thanking, um, his family for all the support that they kind of went through, through his career 
And then he put most of the love on LeBron James was his main person that he like kind of recognized just to say that he pushed LeBron James pushed Dwayne Wade, you know, to make him a better player overall right. after um well before even joining the team and then afterwards of course when they played right. together. So it was really cool. Um and then it kind of took a turn because we all know about Kobe Bryant and he kind of shouted out Kobe mm -hmm. um, pretty much. And he took a quote from Kobe um, that from Kobe, excuse me, that um, kind of was just, you know, eye opening for me at least because um, Kobe said the most important thing um, is to try to inspire others so they can, you know, be great at whatever they want to do. And hearing that, especially from a player like Dwayne Wade, um, after the fact that he's done with basketball, it's just really cool for me, you know. Right. Um, we even saw Dwayne Wade when they were doing the the Kobe TNT, remember, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was that Tuesday night on TNT. They had an hour-long special on, in the middle of Staples Center's court. And D. Wade kind of had his moment talking about Kobe and was like, he was just an inspiration to me. I looked up to him like a big brother. Right. And um, I copied all my moves around him. You know, I would call him. I would text him. We, we found out in the past couple of weeks that Kobe was this guy that just, like, texted everybody in the league, you know, whether it was 5 p.m. in the middle of the day or 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. Um, right. and, and that's and, cool, man. That's yeah, cool. and him shouting out Kobe like that, that's, you know, where D-Way kind of mirrored his game a little bit, as you could say. And um, just a super cool thing, like you said. I wish he did all 16 years in Miami. Um, but I mean, going back to Chicago, I mean, isn't, I'm pretty he's sure he's from, a Chicago native, right? He's from Chicago. So yeah. Um, probably so at the, I, probably at the time he was like, Oh dang, I get to go play back in Chicago. So he yeah. probably was like, yeah, let me, you know what? I think he went two years in Chicago. And Is that what back. it was? I think it's what, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when I think of D Wade, man, I just think of all these moments, you know, he had his farewell tour. Um, the last year with his shirt, you know, selling a bunch of merch and like you had every single like event starting up from when he got drafted right all the way to, you know, him obviously retiring. I got to ask you, man, what was your favorite D-Wade moment? I know we watched him a little bit growing up and I got a couple moments myself, but I want to hear what you got first. Um, so I would say my like most memorable moment, probably like his last season when he hits the uh, well in, actually in his final game of his last season when mm -hmm. he hits that buzzer beater against the Warriors yeah um, and they I mean they ended up winning that game off that shot they won by one point I believe yeah and um, it was like I don't know it was just like surreal surreal kind of like you know kind of in the same like picture of like you know when Kobe you know his last game he scores a a ton of points of like 60 plus and it's just like mm -hmm. good players like that they're going to be remembered because of something like that and that was right just, and it's almost you look at it and you're like does he go one more year yeah like I, could he could he possibly you know push that you know you, you probably um i just wish i mean obviously every player's wish um is to go out on a championship you know I was that shot over over KD, right? He fumbled yeah. the ball, right. got it, jumped in the air off a of one-legged backboard, tried to jump on the uh, the stage and you know get the <laughs> crowd involved like he usually does. The ashy knees weren't working once again. Keep seeing it's a re reoccurring theme. Exactly, uh, exactly. That's funny. Tried it again, and he actually came out on Twitter later that night, and he was like, 
that's why I'm done. Right. Uh, that's that's why I'm not going out of the year. What's so? What's your favorite? Your moment that you that you remember from from him? Yeah. I honestly, when we were talking about this, I looked it up and I was looking at all his greatest moments. I had to go back and I was like, man, I don't know if I remember like his like 2010 moments. I tried to pick a moment from 2010 and you were like, where are you, where were you sitting at? Where do you actually remember that game? And that was called the, uh, the, uh, the swipe and the finish. That was going to be my most memorable one with Kobe, but I was fairly young. He got, they were in double overt- overtime with the bulls, um, stole the ball from, I can't remember, either D Rose or another point guard and, came back down and, and double clutched the three to win the game. Right. I think that's probably my second. I think my first favorite Kobe – or, I'm sorry, uh, D-Wade moment is the photo. The December photo. 6, 2010, the photo. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. He's got his hands up like that. It's an I, one of the most iconic pictures in basketball history. You know, it gets its own section whenever you're talking about it. But LeBron's just cocking it back. And actually, a fun fact here, who Wade didn't even alley-oop the ball to LeBron. It was a bounce pass to him, but the picture was so cool. Like, no one absolutely, like, gave a crud about any anything else that was going on. It was like, it doesn't matter if he bounced past it. Right. Look at the picture. Like, I would put that on a poster on my wall. Yeah, that's um, cool. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be, you know, definitely remembered in the, you know, the big picture of the NBA. So that's where my next question will come for you. My question to you is: <laughs> My question got to a you segment is, going on here. Yeah, we'll start that one up here in, in a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a couple episodes. But so, my question <laughs> to you: After knowing um, Dwayne Wade and kind of seeing, you know, growing up watching him and stuff, and then mm-hmm. knowing his accolades and kind of his resume that he's put mm-hmm. together for himself, where do you where do you put him on the all time list of? greatest players ever is it the top 50 are we talking top 25 what mm-hmm. where's the realm of i mean yeah. can we just agree is he he's definitely top 50 players that just automatic right i think that's automatic yeah okay. i was gonna say that top 50 i'd say pretty easily i'm gonna put him in top 25 okay i'd probably put him in the middle of the top 25 right there though because you can't forget the guys that obviously started the whole game of basketball you got you know kareem tim duncan magic bill russell will tim duncan's a little bit uh after those guys but i think tim duncan's a top 10 player when i look at that Olajuwon, david robinson i may put like uh like a scotty pippen and d wade together in that middle right there even though scotty's you know won all those rings with um with mj but i think you know, I look at it like defense, D-Wade with the defense, obviously a pure shooter in the clutch moments, but D-Wade had defense and he was very underrated with that. And I think of D-Wade as a Scottie Pippen. So I'd put them maybe right there, maybe like a Tony Parker up there next to D-Wade, but right. I'd probably rank him out 17, 18. Okay. 17, 18. Yeah. Maybe like a Dirk. So not, or after. so not, so you're not, you're not cracking them in the top 15 then? That's not, that's a push. It's a stretch. Cause I think, I mean. Uh, I think he could push the top 15. You can make a discussion. Um, but, like, at the same time, you would have to bump maybe, like, some other, like, what you would call some old heads down the list, you know? Right, right. And, I mean, it is what it is. I think 15, I would say 15 to 20 is where you could, you know, kind of just slide them in. Three-time NBA champion. Obviously a gold Olympian, right. medal Olympian with Team USA. I don't think he's up there. Maybe if he got like one or two more rings and, you know, obviously when we look at these, we think about rings, don't we? Right. 
Um, you, you know, Kareem, Bill Russell, you know, these guys that have 11 ring, rings, Oscar Robertson doing the triple-double thing, David Robinson, Jerry West, the logo. Um, all these guys are, I think, I think are, you know, top 15 before this next generation sort of hit, you know? Right. No, I, I agree. I think that's a good good place to, to put them in there. Um, so it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited and I'm glad that he got the recognition and that he that he deserves, especially yeah. going up in the Raptors of in in Miami. So yeah, legacy moment, man. Legend forever, walking yeah. legend, and that's honestly who doesn't dream about having that kind of life, man. Like once you make it like that, right. that's that's your life is set, bro. Like right. nothing else. You just you just live life and love it. Yeah, and crazy. You, you did it. You made it after that, right? It's yeah, like you're saying, it's such a surreal moment. I can't even. Uh, all you can do is be proud for him. Next, we're gonna see Z- Zaire. Zaire. I mean, Zaire and Bronny coming up next. Right. I mean, and that both- same that same the photo 2.0. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So let's uh, let's slide into the next big topic that we are gonna you know kind of dissect a little bit with Kyrie's season ending um, injury here. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, he's been battling injuries all year, pretty much not even from this year, but pretty much his whole career, right? Right, um, right. So I I hate to see it. You know, you hate to see this. It's almost like it's a cop-out, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say that because obviously you don't want to see guys getting hurt. But then, when when at least for me, when I'm thinking about this net season, I don't even really think about Kyrie. We've been talking back and forth this whole season how – you know, Kyrie is coming on the court, but he's not exactly producing or the team's not producing as a whole. You know, when he's off the court, you, you got guys stepping up because right. that's what those guys have to do in those kind of moments when you're missing your star leader, your star captain. Right. So, I mean, to that effect, um, I think he just needs this reboot. Honestly, this is his time um, mm-hmm. just to get, you know, fully healthy because as we can see, like this man has had a concussion fractured finger broken yeah. hand um a facial fracture <laughs> he even got his what his eye his his uh cornea scratched yeah and now it's the shoulder it's just like you need this time just step back come back strong for next year with kd mm-hmm. and i mean just start over right yeah totally so, agree just, once you got kd next there next year i mean that's why when we're seeing you know the miami heat jump the gun on this trade season right right um, all these teams that are kind of like the underdog Celtics kind of shooting for it. Raptors still shooting for it. This is really the only time I'd say this season, like Pacers shooting for it right now. Um, this is the only time that they're going to be doing this because the Nets are taking over next year in the East. It's almost like LeBron or KD replaced LeBron in the East and kind of joined Kyrie again. Right. It's kind of right. like a miss, uh, a mix up again with the two. Um, I think next Nets next year going to be set, scary. And I, is I put that, money on them to win the finals next year. Really? So I was going to say, what's the, like, how is that, how do you gauge that? Because, like, both of them, KD and Kyrie, are going to come back next year <laughs> off of injuries. Like, yeah. are they just dominating the East? Is that, like, where are we, where are we putting them in the top, in the, in the top of the East next year? Are they just automatic favorites? Is that guaranteed? Hey, no Kawhi, <laughs> no LeBron. I don't know, man. You got KD. KD is the one who came to the Warriors, and honestly, it was a big part of that that three-peat. So Kyrie and KD is going to be scary. I got, like I said, I got them I got them going to the finals. 
Okay. In the East for sure. There's there's no doubt. LeBron's out. It was kind of like a like a cop out um, for obviously the Cavs not making it, but it was kind of like an opening for all the other teams. But now KD coming back with Kyrie, you know they got their thumbs already going this summer with the burner stuff. But <laughs> we had them them thumbs going and and then fingers locking up when they shoot the ball next year. Right. So next year we we kind of touched on that. I want to talk about this year too. Then. They are currently seventh in the East, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, I don't have them making the playoffs. And right. just because, yeah, we saw them last year, you know, make a little playoff push. But at the same time, I think this year, it's just Kyrie going out is just going to be the crumble to that team of like, you know, we can't lean on him, um, game here, game there. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs right now. They're seventh. Um, The Magic are right there with them Mm -hmm. um, in the eighth spot. And then you got the Wizards and then the Bulls. And I think one of those, I think the Wizards or Bulls, I think will slowly inch up and get into those playoffs pitchers. I don't think, I don't see, Uh, I don't know if I see the Nets making it there. I think that's like when you look at like after the Pacers, like oh my god, like the Nets are. We see the Nets are twenty six and twenty nine. Pacers are thirty three and twenty four, right in front of them, about five games back from the Pacers, right. and it's so like twenty games. I, I think Nets are going to stay in there. Magic two games behind Nets, and then the Wizards are like four games, and then the Bulls are about four games, four or five. Right. Um, I don't see the Wizards going anywhere. I know Bradley Beal, we'll talk about Kobe White and, and uh, him going off against the Wizards. And Bradley Beal is what I was going to say. had, you know, about, I think he was 53 points um, Saturday night last week. But he's got to be doing that. He can have a John Wall. The Wizards are kind of in that rebooting state with the Nets. But like I was saying, the Nets still have guys and they've been playing without Kyrie or like this leader all year. So right. I think they'll still make the playoffs, but I think they'll definitely get out first round with whether they're playing the Bucks or the Raptors. Right. I mean, though, if they do make the playoffs, they're not getting out of the first round. They'll get bounced out of the first round. Mm-hmm. But it is what well, it it's is. It's crazy because I think they, they took uh, – they were eighth seed last year in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Right. And they, I think it was the Bucks. I think it was the Raptors. Yeah. Um, and they took the Raptors to a game seven. Right. Um, so, so they're kind of scary. And they didn't have Kyrie, but still, anything can happen. Uh, the East is kind of garbage after the Pacers. I mean, we can yeah. put the Pacers as a garbage team right now in the East <laughs> as six, but uh, I think the Nets will, will slide in there and no one will even think about them just because they'll, like I said, get out first round. Yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't – I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets don't make the playoffs just because of that. But, yeah. So take take us into Kobe White. You, you were mentioning that we are going to talk about Kobe White. Let me hear what what's going on. I saw it blow up on Twitter yeah. the other night. Yeah, 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 man. Kobe White joined Zion Williamson as the uh, the only two rookies this year to score 30-plus points back-to-back in consecutive games. Um, he played the Suns the other night. Um, actually lost in that game to the Suns. It was by a couple points, five-point loss or whatever. Um, White pulls out a 33-burger in 34 minutes. And so um, that was a career high for him. And cough, uh, <clears throat> cough, Devin Booker had 29 that game, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, and then <laughs> next night they play the Wizards and they actually beat the Wizards. This is the game that I was saying Bradley Beal pulled up a 53 burger and um, Kobe White did the same thing 33 points in 34 minutes. Wow. So, um, what, he, what was he shooting? 61%, 11, um, 11 for 18 from the field, 
uh, 56 percent three pointers this guy's a stud behind the arc he's um he's actually lead rookies in three pointers this year with 105 three pointers right. and uh he's actually the first chicago bulls rookie to score 30 plus points in back-to-back games since mj wow. so i think this is guy this is a perfect pick for the bulls and um and their and their lottery pick from the nba draft this year this uh off season but I think Kobe White's definitely gonna be a top point guard for that that franchise going forward for at least the next five years. Are you trying to are you trying to sneak in there that Kobe White's trying to make a make a case? Hey, come on now. Is he making a case for that rookie of the year? Is that what you're trying to sneak in here? Nah, <laughs> I, I'm a Tennessee boy, man. You know, I gotta go my guy, my guy Jaw. Jaw's leading it all day. I would go with Zion, but I think Jaw's got the better stats this year, man. Right. Um, I would say I would say I would. Let's put it this way then. I will say Zion Williamson, if he can average 25 and 10 for the rest of the season, he could possibly get that rookie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I think, Does it matter if either team makes the playoffs, though? That's my question. For the rookie of the year, I don't I don't think that's like the, the make or break, you know, right, just because right. it's, it's rookies. Like, mm-hmm. you can be a rookie and still, like, dominate. Right. And be on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. Let's go through. Let's go through the stats then of these three guys. Right. I just put it up there. Kobe White out of fifty-eight games. I don't know if that's all the games. We're about about sixty games in. Right. Um, fifty-eight games, only averaging about twelve points, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Ja, on the other hand, fifty games, averaging about eighteen points, four rebounds, seven assists, shooting almost. Um, was he shooting fifty percent from the field? Right. Um, Zion's only playing 12 games, so obviously he's averaging more points, right? About 23 points per game, eight rebounds and three assists, and he's shooting about 58 from the field. But I just think since Zion's played, you know, less than 15 games already, and we're already in the third quarter of the season, I think Jaws easily got it, man. And, yeah. you know, mad respect to him and his young bulls over there in Memphis going out and then making a playoff push in the Western Conference. So to look at this a little bit, if Zion – Finishes the year, doesn't miss another game. There's like 24 games left-ish to go, so that would put him at right under 40 games, or right under 40 games, right? right? So 40 games, and then like you see, Jaw ja has been out a couple of games as well as we. He's only played in 50 of them, yeah. And so that would put him at just under 75. So like 50 mm-hmm. and 75, I think you could still make that that talk of like. Zion's still doing Zion things, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no question uh, about leaving Zion out of any sort of talk, right? He's going to be an all-star next year and probably a a reserve for the all-star team next year. But it was tough to see him, uh, you know, obviously get hurt, but I really don't think that's like a huge priority for him. I know maybe you mentioned it, and obviously, you you know, these guys are thinking in the back of their head, but I think Jaws Jaws got a little bit more dog in him. I think he wants it just a little bit more since Zion did get hurt. Right. Uh, Zion did come out and say last week that he's not as worried about the rookie of the rear, uh, rookie of the year race. He needs, right. he wants to make that playoffs. Like that's yeah. his, that's yeah. his mo right now. Like, yeah, you can talk about it all you want, but right now, I'm trying to get my team to the playoffs. You know what I mean? No, no doubt, bro. They got a squad too. They got you know former Lakers players. Got my guy Lonzo, <laughs> baby. I got Lonzo. I, th- I got, I got faith in him. I got faith in him. Yeah. So let's uh, let's transition into the game of the week here. Yeah. So game of the week 
I got as the you know the Ant Man against my my boy Ben yes. Simmons and uh, Brick Squad. Yeah, um, my man Ben Simmons and going against the Bucks, the Seventy Sixers visit the Bucks in Milwaukee, and this was my mm-hmm. game of the week because ultimately this was a very good game because we got two of the best teams in my perspective in the Eastern Conference, and right. it was a battle. I mean, it was a battle all the way up. Pretty much um, until Simmons goes out with the uh, with the back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as you look I'll at this, a little bit about that, yeah. As you look at the score, obviously this is a twenty point difference one nineteen to uh, one nineteen to ninety eight. The uh, the Bucks win this one, but at the same time, it was a good game until Ben Simmons goes out. What? What? Talk a little bit about Ben Simmons's injury. What right. happened to him? He he got hurt. Um, Really just, I don't know, he's he's in pain was the biggest thing that I kept hearing afterwards. Quoted, yeah. Yeah. And you know how, like, you might, like, break a bone or something, and then the, the pain stops, you know, it subsides yeah. a little yeah. bit. He he didn't hold anything back and said, many, many a couple of days, like, I'm still hurt. Like, this is going to be a mm-hmm. problem. Right. And I don't know, I just, I hate to see a game like this you know, be decided ultimately. Yes, there was some foul trouble in the game that, you know, the 76ers couldn't really overcome, but I hate to see a game be affected by a player like that going out to an injury, you know? Right. It seems like all these guys are just getting banged up since it is getting a little bit further, obviously, into the season. Like right now, especially with the push, you don't want to see anybody, any guys getting banged up. Like Jeremy Lamb, you know, he's he's out for the season. You know, right. his whole leg is messed up. Um, it's like Simmons and all these other guys. Embiid had the the finger fracture earlier this season. Right. Talk about Kyrie, and uh, yeah, it's tough because this is a team that you got going to the finals. Right. So, uh, I yeah. mean this this game for me though it was it was a, a tale of two stories. It was mm-hmm. the first story was the Bucks, you know, making a statement and saying Giannis is going out there and saying I respect that the 76ers pretty much are a dominant team in the east but right for for us we're gonna we're that elite team in the east like you have to go right. through us to win a championship and mm-hmm. we see that Giannis goes for 31 17 and he's two assists shy of a um a triple double so that's just that's what he does yeah and that's extraordinary 17 rebounds like you yeah know what i mean that's like you don't hear that often but but we did see that you know both those teams battle on christmas day right Right. and and the big lights christmas day is man everyone everybody wants to play on christmas day everybody's healthy to everybody's healthy to go and wants to perform and you know obviously the highest level but and beat right and beat is the only guy that i think when i look at who can stop Giannis is is that guy he's that guy can stop him he gave him trouble on christmas day Giannis still had his rebounds or whatever Giannis is going to do Giannis, but and B's that kind of guy where you're talking about he'll get in your head, you know, if he'll stop Giannis, get him in a little foul trouble or something like that, hype up the crowd, especially in Philly. Yes, he's so, that guy, boy. He's he's that guy that will get in that ass, you know. He, I mean, that's what he does. So when I think of that, I, I that's really the only reason why I would put the the 76ers beating the Bucks, maybe in the East Conference Finals. I don't see the Celtics or the Raptors going there this year. I don't see the Pacers going there this year. Right. See if Embiid, if they're healthy, if Simmons can come back, then – 
I, I can almost see that as a game seven and Embiid kind of getting his revenge, you know, the Kawhi thing exactly. last year, Embiid taking that revenge over Giannis and them doing something crazy going to the finals. Right. No, I, I could have definitely, you know, attest to that. I think the biggest thing though for the 76ers right now is the question of Ben Simmons and Embiid playing well together in stretches of games. Yeah. Because obviously they're not, I don't know, the whole the whole conversation is yeah, Ben Simmons wants to push the ball and Bede wants to slow it down and bang in the paint. Like right. they're two conflicting of players that can't make it work. Right. They just need three games, two to three game stretches in a series to just figure it out, put all the other bullshit aside and mm-hmm. you know, ultimately just win the game. Right. I would say on top of that too, Ben Simmons the reason why he's such a good point guard is because he's an he's an unusual, unique point guard where he doesn't sort of spread the floor as much. Or I'm sorry, he he spreads the floor more often than other point guards by driving because he can't shoot, right? Right. So drive in, you know, create a, a corner three to Tobias or yet Al Horford or jo- Josh Richardson out there um, rather than you know maybe a point guard kind of just make playing a pick and pop or something like that, right. kind of just hezzy like the whole time and there's not really much movement going on. So that's why that's why I think of Simmons as sort of a unique point guard rather than any, any other point guards in the league. Well, yeah, for sure. Talking about point guards, let's uh, let's transition into our uh, player of the week then. What do you Mr. got? Mr. Trey Who, Young, man. Mr. Yeah. Trey Young, Mr. Trey Old, whatever, man. He's, he's a young fellow, but he's getting, you know, a lot of points here. He gets his 50 clip, uh, first 50-burger, his career, right? Uh, making eight three-pointers, obviously, it's nothing new. Um, eight assists, shooting 19 free throws, and he made 18 of them. That's consistent. That's what you need, and that's pretty much unheard of. Like, how does a guy get to a line if your name – like, how 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 does a guy get to a line that often if your name isn't James Harden? You know, he's going in. He's making plays for his team. His team's, what, 16 and, like, 41. They're 43 or something <laughs> up there. Yeah. He has to do that every single night. And, honestly, that just gives him more and more practice and more and more confidence as a 21-year's – your old dude in the league um, shooting for next year, shooting for, you know, the next couple of years for his team to have more of that leadership role to him. Right. I Um, mean, it's cool to see. I mean, I'm glad that he, you know, he came out right after all-star break, you know, probably, I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit, but probably felt a little embarrassed a little bit about his performance in the three point contest, but he came out guns blazing, like, and he just, you know, I'm I, not saying that I don't expect this from a player like Trey Young, but it's good and refreshing to see him, especially on a Hawks team, just go out and explode like this. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was also a revenge game against Jimmy Buckets. Okay. I don't know if you remember back in December, um, Young and the Hawks were, were facing Miami. Um, They're facing Heat in Miami, and after the Hawks took a six-point lead in the final minute, Trey Young told the Miami crowd, it's over, it's over. Then, you know, 30 seconds left in the game, Duncan Robinson, white boy, uh, and Jimmy Bucket, Buckets drains, you know, three or two back-to-back threes. And um, in overtime, the Heat ended up, you know, blazing guns and scored 16 straight points and won the game. Um, Butler reached out on Instagram after that game was like, hey, Trey Young, you're a teller of the truth, man. So this was kind of a revenge game. Trey Young gets his 50-piece, and then after, you know, Trey Young, he, he tweets, he's like, I don't like the, the Twitter beef, but – 
at Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah, you were right. I can see the future. I saw it tonight happen a while ago. So kind of going <laughs> back and forth at him a little bit. You know, they're buds, both all-stars. Wasn't Jimmy Butler kind of like the most like overrated all-star in your opinion? Um, I didn't like when I, I think, I mean, Jimmy, you, I don't even think of him as an all-star. And it was kind of weird, like seeing him out there almost. I don't think, I think he's definitely an all-star. Like that's not a question. Um, is he like in the top, like four or five all-stars? No. Like I'm thinking Trey Young's better than Jimmy Buckets this year. Hands down. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, that's, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I think that's where, so I'll ask you this then because that kind of raises my question that I have here. Uh, what's, what's, how do you distinguish between being an elite player? Like, I don't want to take anything away from Trey Young because obviously I, I understand Trey Young. I mean, he's a good player, right? And mm-hmm. putting up 50 points obviously is, you know, an elite performance, but at the same time, how do you distinguish between putting up an elite performance like a 50 clip and being on a shit ass team like the Hawks? Like his team's 16 and 41 or something like right. that, right? We said. So mm-hmm. how do you say, like, yeah, he's, he's just an elite player. He's better than Jimmy Buckets when he's going out on a Hawks team that is just trash? I don't know. How, how do you distinguish, like, how do you. I know it that. sounds cliche, but obviously if you're in the NBA, you're one of the best basketball players in the world. And if you're named a starter in the NBA all-star game, I think you're clearly one of the elite talents like on this planet. Okay. Um, Jimmy Buckets wasn't a top five guy. Trey Young, I mean, this guy's up and coming, man. When I'm thinking of Jimmy, what, late 20s, kind of bouncing around from team to team, what, three teams in the past three years. Trey Young, like I said, is going to grow into, you know, a strong leader for his team. And kind of he kind of reminds me of a Chris Paul almost, what he's going to do, what Chris Paul did um, in New Orleans to start his career out and then obviously in his prime with the Clippers. But I, I kind of compare them to when I think of Trey Young. But to answer your question, top five, it's just, it's just his stats. It's, it's, what it's what's on his resume already in the NBA. Top five guy. His team is trash, but, like, you know, they got Clint Capella. Let's see what happens at least for next year. And then maybe, you know, if he has a bust year, usually they talk about sophomore years being the bust year, right? Right. His rookie year was kind of like, okay, but then this year it He's was kind of – it up, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of um, contrary to the, the popular opinion of you know, uh, what that saying is. So, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Chris Paul. So what what about the the thing about – I mean, obviously he's on the Hawks, and they're not going anywhere this year. They're just not mm-hmm. a good team. What if he trade positions or like trade, trade Chris Paul right now and trade Trey Young, and just have him switch? Where do we? Where are we? Like, are the the Thunder saying still, you you want Chris Paul to another team? Well, no, Chris, trade Chris Paul right now to Trey Young, or just make that switch uh-huh. of Chris Paul and Trey Young. Trey Young on the Thunder. Are the Thunder still going to make that playoffs? Because Chris Paul right now is leading them every night, and they're going to make the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Thunder, you know, upset in the first round, maybe one of these bigger teams in the yeah. West. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Look at the cities too, right? These young, <laughs> these young bloods are in Atlanta, right? Like they're they're I don't know. They're twenty one, man. They can drink. They can do stuff. You don't got nothing going on in Oklahoma City, my guy. So, um, I think if you trade him, 
I just think Oklahoma – I don't know. Realistically, I think Oklahoma has a better squad. Obviously, they have Steven Adams, a guy who's a vet in the league. Um, Alexander Gilchrist um, coming off. Gilchrist, whatever the hell his name is. Um, just a young flyer playmaker. And then Chris Paul, who's that vet. I think that's what it really comes down to. I'm going to keep preaching it. You got to be a vet. You got to kind of have that, you know, experience, like a couple of years on your resume until you really make an impact on your team. Because Trey Young's just kind of coming out and everyone kind of knows on his team, okay, this guy is probably, we're ass. I mean, he's probably going to come out and just start shooting a bunch and hell, we'll let him. Right. I don't think, I don't think Chris Paul, if he came on the other team, he'd be like, we're running plays. We're actually going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Trey Young, like, man, I'm ice Trey, man. I got a fucking chain from Migos last year. Let me shoot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, ice Trey. <laughs> All right then. Um, on that note, let's uh, let's tra- let's. I mean, we got some fan questions this week. We got two fan questions. <laughs> My man oh, we says, got some fan questions. Yeah, we got some fan questions out here. Okay. Um, so the first we just call them listener questions. We don't have any fans yet. <laughs> fan questions, uh, live questions, fan questions, Twitter questions, all that. You can call all that, them. all that good stuff. You what can, we got? You can call whatever you want to now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can call it whatever you want. Um, uh, so first question from our our fans or subscribers or whatever you want to call them. Um, who would win a, a game on one on one between me and you right now? Ooh, that's a good one. Actually, it, it, the question. Let me rephrase that. The question is not right now. It's just who would win a game of one on one. So okay, I don't know. So we got two different sides. We're talking prime, and then we're talking right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't give us a time frame. So ooh, I'm taking you. I'm taking, taking you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got me right now. I think I, I, I man, I didn't play ball, and I, I have like this little mini hoop out here. Uh, uh, I don't know if that counts for anything. <laughs> um, hadn't played ball in like three or four months. Last time I played ball was in October at this like elementary school eight foot goal. I tried to go IG live, and people were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Watch me dunk! Watch me dunk!" Um, completely like you know, bust. Tried to you know, got rejected by the rim, busted my head. Ended up going to the hospital. I had like three concussions at the same time. Um, we played. We played. Well, we played in the summer and then uh, played in the summer late, late, like late summer, early in early winter. We played too. remember. I'll tell you what, man, my prime is sixth grade. So let's just go prime right now. Okay. Are you going thousand point prime hoop? I mean, when do you what's your prime? You tell me when your prime is. Then I was sixth see grade. It. I'll put the link of my highlight videos from sixth grade WNSL. Um, and uh, and then we'll put your you don't even have a huddle. I don't so, like, you, think you, you don't me win. A, you're not touching me in sixth grade either, though. Oh, my gosh, bro. I was playing up sixth grade. I, I think I got you. My my prime was definitely in my in my younger years of my basketball career. But right now, I don't know, man. You're, you're gaining some pounds, man. You're just, like, sitting. You're in flight school. You're not really working out. You're just kind of, like, sitting in a jet. You know, I'm kind of at least walking to work, oh, you know, walking man. to the train. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, I haven't, I haven't played either. I mean, I haven't played since, I mean, last time I was in Nashville, so. How about when we used to play one-on-one when we were younger? I would go to your house and then in your game room, you would have like five of those little mini basketballs, but you also put like two different goals, mini goals on each of the each yeah. of the walls on, uh, on different <laughs> sides. And it would be about like, what, 15 feet apart, you know? And then we'd be like – that's what we would do every single day. We would do layup lines. Like Bro, I'd be like, nah, that shit was 
bro, you we would be doing layup lines. It was like the goals were like fifteen feet apart, bro. We out there yeah. doing layup lines. <laughs> <laughs> would be like the give and go. Like I would pass you, you would like throw me the little oop. <laughs> I tell you what, though, when I'm thinking back at that right now, you missed every single. We, we I think you missed probably every single layup rather than I did because we would just fuck around so much. Where you would, I would throw you the oop, and then you would like throw it above your head and try to shoot. <laughs> Oh, oh man, good times. Yeah, you didn't hang out with us, and we didn't have any friends, so whatever. You guys just weren't <laughs> cool enough to hang out with us. <laughs> good times. Oh, man, good times. I don't know. I think you got me in my prime. Clearly, oh, you know, you play college ball, but uh, like I said, man, we'll have to play here soon. I, I think I got a. I think I got a couple more buckets on you right now. All right. Uh, we got one more. Um, the second question is, um, what do we enjoy most about recording our podcast every week? Um, I would just say it's the process, honestly. Um, for me, you know, like you mentioned, I am in flight school. I mean, I work out a couple times a week. Um, so if I'm not working out, you know, going to class, studying, or like, you know, just like running errands, little errands Mm -hmm. here and there, I mean, this podcast is what I do. It's like a good, um, almost release for me to, you know, kind of clear my mind of everything else. Um, especially with school. Um, but like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, this is just, it's a good experience in it in itself for me, but Mm. at the same time, it's just like a way for me to like, kind of just not think about anything else. And, you know, just sit here and talk about basketball, you know, for me, like, yeah, it's basketball. Let's just talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I'll, I'll sort of kind of piggyback off that. It is the process and, you know, obviously like basketball is our sanctuary, but this is, you know, we've created this as a hobby and then us being able to talk about, it. it's not like we actually have to really study anything. It's kind of stuff that we just like talking about. And it's a release, like you said, you know, it is like our sanctuary to come in here, but guys, we're, we're trying to, you know, progress this thing every single week. We're like, how can we continue to get better and better? We're figuring out programs. We're watching a bunch of YouTube videos on how people gain following organically or how, you know, we're, you know, putting transitions in our slides as you're seeing right now, or going YouTube live, just that's, what's fun about it. You know, you continue to learn every single day, every single week. We started this a couple months ago and kind of just thought, Hey, when we made our podcast, like cover art, we are like, Oh man, this is sick. But I think it's like you said, just the process and kind of just getting down to the grit and grind and us just talking every day after we you know, have a long day of work or school and uh, we're just like, you know, how can we get better and better? And it's cool. Cause we're, we live from, you know, we live in different States. So I get to talk to you all the time. We get to talk about Pacers. We got a lot of common. We just do this and shoot the shit. It's fun. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's just a, a way for us to not only talk about basketball, but just enjoy, you know, learning about this and yeah. seeing us grow because like, right. We you know, like you mentioned, we did start off like this as a hobby, but now it's like right. moving in that direction of we can, you know, we could do this, Right. Make it bigger and bigger just with, you know, learning. Right. And on top of that, it is somewhat stressful, but at the same time, I like how we don't get stressed out about it. Right. You know, we'll like we'll... even like, yeah, the Google Docs and stuff like that. I think that's like probably my least favorite thing about the whole like process or like the whole every week of like putting stuff in the Google Doc that we might want to talk about or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, Cause we could be talking about all week. Our memory is just ass. 
but it's you know it's a lot obviously we're not going to stress about it and we just have fun about it and if we if we fuck up we're gonna mess up you know right. we're gonna fail before we succeed in anything so we just kind of laugh it off we're like oh, okay i guess we'll do the episode today we told him yesterday we're gonna do the episode but i guess we'll just do it today and no one will know <laughs> case in point this last episode this episode yeah. you're listening to right now is re-recorded from last night because for some reason on YouTube, we lost audio um, in our next segment that's about to come up in our Pacer segment. So we just, you know, we rolled with the punches and we just, we learned from that. We fixed it. And because we, I would say both of us are kind of perfectionists in a way of mm-hmm. like when we do stuff, we want to do it the best, you know, like we don't want to sure. like slap. And yeah. so we just took it upon ourselves and took another day and said, let's re-record it, get it right. And, yeah. you know, just you know, move we've, forward. Yeah, we've done that multiple times, right. multiple times. So on cool. that, good questions. I like those. Those are cool. Yeah. Keep them coming. You know, so every yeah. week, if you got questions for us, don't be even quiet. if they're the stupidest questions. Like, yeah. please, it doesn't have to be basketball related. Honestly, it could just mm-hmm. be whatever. It's like, why is my head so big? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't let me answer that. <laughs> I could I could spend some time on that one. Uh, anyways, <laughs> don't uh, ask that one, please. <laughs> on that note, let's let's do transition into our Pacer segment. We you know we we started this week off good. At the same time, um, I mean, coming off an All Star break, um, like we mentioned, it's a ten day break of you know players not playing. And we see, we came out, I mean, we played the Knicks, but at the same mm-hmm. time, we came out and we looked good mm-hmm. um, to an extent. So, right. um, as you see, we won this one 106 to 98. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good it's, game. It's, and, and we always have like weird struggles with the Knicks every single year. Like, we lost in the Knicks last game. Right. Um, Marquise Morris, we were talking about in the last episode, like started punching a dude, drinking this guy's beer from out of bounds. I don't know what was <laughs> happening. Um, the next game, they played the Pacers yeah. and he they came, came and smacked us. Yeah, he came out. 30 piece. Right. He came out gunning for us or something. But um, as we see, we see TJ uh, Warren. Good game from him. I, I mean, 27 points. Anytime you get over 25, that's like a, you know, turning head game. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only problem with TJ Warren, and I I see this happening multiple times now, that he mm. doesn't do this against good teams. Like, <laughs> we're playing the, the New York Knicks. We are playing yeah. the Knicks. They're not good. Um, and he goes crazy. I want him to do this against, you know, another, like, we were talking about the top, we're at the bottom of the, of the six, or out of the top six, we're at the sixth seed. Out of the top this, eight. We're six seed, yeah. But yeah, right. I right. want him to do this against teams that are above us, you know. Right, right, within right. Within the top six, right. Um, like the Celtics or the Bucks and stuff, and it's just like, mm. what are you doing? Like, do this. I know you're a good player. Not, I don't want to just like shit talk him here, but do this against good teams, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a good win. I do. I mean, every win is a good win at in this stage of the season. So. Um, but biggest thing is Sabonis, forty-two double doubles now, twenty-four points and thirty-four. Yeah, um, Troy Murphy has the record. I'm pretty sure at forty-four for the Pacers in a season. Um, so he'll definitely get that. Yeah, easily. This one. Um, I I have him finishing with about sixty. There's twenty 
four games left. And wouldn't be surprised. Right. That's what he, he does. He's just that he's just that force for us this year for sure. Probably I mean, the most like I like even though he was an all star, probably the most improved of the NBA, dude. Right. Like I don't know. I can't think of anybody else that I would put above Sabonis for the most improved. And I'm not trying to be biased at all, but this guy is just under the radar every single game, man. People are like, how do you make the all-star game even like because he's <laughs> underrated, dude. Right. He's probably the most he's the most improved player in my in my point of view. Um, the Knicks did kind of make a push. That's why you see the score kind of closer than it actually was showing. They did make a push kind of mid-third quarter, late third quarter. Um, obviously, it wasn't enough to kind of you know make it a, a real tough game for us down the mm-hmm. stretch. Um, but R.J. RJ Barrett, we were talking about Rookie of the Year's. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I think he could definitely make a case. He finished with 17, 4, and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's in top three of the rookie of, year, rookie of the year race, but... Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's only averaging like 12 points a game, though. Right. But, I mean, he definitely, I could tell from watching this game, you know, I don't get to see the Knicks play every night. Right. From this game right here, he's definitely going to be a good player in this league, no doubt. Like, he's... <laughs> He actually is the real deal. Um, so that was cool. Um, but what else we got? What was that? We play the Raptors next, right? Yeah, we got the Raptors. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this game because this game was just such a such a shit show to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I was calling you um, yesterday about this. I didn't um, watch this game. I was just FaceTiming you and you're like, guess what the the first quarter score is um raptors got 28 but guess how many the pacers have and i was like i don't know like fucking four points and he was like six <laughs> and you, like, you said four just to be funny and i was like actually yeah. no we have six points <laughs> yeah yeah we lost this game about what 81 127 as you can see on the scoreboard about 40 points one and three against the raptors we should be two and two we lost in toronto a couple weeks ago it was you know, super frustrated about that game. Lost an 11-point lead in the last two minutes. No Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Back spasms. Is that what is that what's going on? Where is it? Is uh, he, he he. So that was the the report. Somebody. It was unconfirmed, but he said they wanted to say back spasm, which I think he definitely did have back spasms. But mm-hmm. there was also a report out there floating around that he had uh, knee soreness or soreness in his knee. Okay. So I I mean. As a Pacer fan, you know, like, obviously we hope that's not the case, but... I'd say just... And it sucks to say just chill, too, because we just lost Lamb tonight. Right. So it sucks to be like, okay, come on. Like, we really... But we've been playing like ass with Depot in the game. So maybe just kind of We were getting better, though. I thought we were making strides to, you know, kind of include him and get him used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that's the biggest thing about this game. I after watching it, I don't think it helped us at all because we were getting used to Victor coming into the game. You know, maybe not like the old Vic, but just, you know, sparks here and there. And then when he doesn't play, it kind of just, I don't know if it was just that or just being in Toronto or what, but it was just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, we just didn't bring it from this jump as you could tell. Right. See that, um, you know, Pascal is saying, He's a starter, 21, Ibaka, Eden Snake, Penis with 15, 15 <laughs> rebounds. Um, he had a double-double at halftime, too. That's how, un, like, it was like... Did he? Yeah. He had, like, 
12 points or something and like 11 rebounds. He didn't even play the second half pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then we scored 32 points in the first half. Yeah. I think that was the record I was actually looking at when I was telling you today. I saw some on Twitter how the Raptors were trending trending, um, with an all-time franchise breaking record against the Pacers. Now that I think about it, it was probably like only allowing the Pacers to score 32 points and a half. Right. I mean, Um, like you you said, like the only player, again, Sabonis is the only player that looks like he's interested at all times when he's on the floor. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously not huge numbers, but he does get that another double double out there. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. We we'll have to figure it out. We do get, you know, some winnable games this year or this next week because I mean, I, well, at least I have them all marked down as W's for me. We got the, the Hornets, we got the Blazers and we got the Cavs. So those are Blazers soar with Damian Lord as well. Um, not sure if he's going to be back, right? Is he Is he going to be back for this game? Wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't expect him to be okay. at full capacity. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, these are all winnable games, especially where we are in this season. We need all winnable games. Like, like I've been preaching, I mean, we need to win games that we're supposed right. to win. Got to win them all. Right. Got to win them all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but with that, this week's episode is a wrap. Be sure to follow us on social media at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram and Man to Man Pod on Twitter. Go rate us five stars and good reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, for our YouTube listeners, make sure that you hit that subscribe button as we live stream live stream all of our episodes every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, sir. With that. We will catch you next next week. Pacer Nation, baby.